Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Expressway, and we are commercial-free up until 8 o'clock on the Home of the Cowboys with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. And every Monday and Thursday, I listen to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, former NFL general manager. And yesterday was starting to get a little uncomfortable because his co-host, Femi Abebefe, is a Cowboy fan. And... Uh, Michael was defending the decision to bring back McCarthy, which, of course, basically everyone in the Metroplex has been against, and we all melted down yesterday. And I was like, you know what? We got to balance things out here. We got to do good radio. I always have love having Lombardi on, so I asked Pepe to reach out, and he is now joining us on the DNM Leasing Hotline, author of Gridiron Genius, Football Done Right, former NFL GM. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I am good. Yes, Femi was uh, off the ledge, as most Cowboy fans are, uh, you know, demanding uh, heads to be uh, chopped. Uh, You know, he was like uh, Uncle Junior in Sopranos. He wanted discipline to be handed out immediately, so I had to talk him down. Okay, I think today could get a little contentious, so I'm just prepping you. uh, 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 Hey, let me say this to you really clearly. When you work for Al Davis, like, seriously, if you work for Al Davis – you don't even understand what contentious is. Like these Twitter idiots that come at you, like, yeah, you're going to have to come heavy or don't come at all. Because when you've been in a room with Al Davis and none of these idiots who are experts have and have gone through what I've gone through in my career, it doesn't make me smarter than anybody. It just makes me a hell of a lot tougher. So you can bring it all you want. But, you know, when you do the Al Davis impression, whenever I hear the voice, it doesn't sound like – it doesn't sound like too nasty, you know. Like I'm always, I'm, oh. always, I'm always chuckling at it. But uh, maybe he's just saying really mean things, like Jerry, in an accent. No, no, he's just he's really smart. You can't BS him, and and he is always thinking ahead, and he never asked a question that he didn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. So you, you were always in a situation where you had to defend yourself. He would call me every morning at ten thirty and. There was never hello. There never hello. It was well, I, I got three things for you right now, young man. And then he would start. And then if I said to him I had to look something up, he said, "Ah, oh, he was drop the f bomb." And oh, I could look it up. Why am I calling you then? You know. And then we go from there. Okay. Why do you think Jerry made the right call and bringing McCarthy back? Well, you know, it's a good segue right from Al. You know, when you you know, look. Let, let's be clear here. Uh, as you get older in life change is harder for most of us, right? Uh, I'm not as old as Jerry, but as you get older, you don't really like the change. You kind of like your routine, your structure, your kind of environment. And I think 
Jerry at everybody thinks Jerry at 83 is in a sense of desperation. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. You know, time's running out on me. And I thought the other way completely because when you're older, you don't want as much change. And so what I feel like Jerry sat down and said, look, you know, this coach has won, you know, he's won more games than any coach. He's got the best winning percentage of any Cowboy coach. He's been to the playoffs three years that he's been here. Uh, you know, he's got a record similar to John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is 160-99, one Super Bowl, 11-9 playoff wins. You know, McCarthy's 167-102, 11-11 with one Super Bowl win. He's, sim- he's better than Sean Payton. He's slightly better – He's not as good as Tomlin in terms of wins. He's six wins behind Tomlin, but Tomlin's playoff record is two, two games below 500. So he's, so he's sitting here with a coach who can stack up, and he's saying, like, why am I going to listen to all these people that want me? My quarterback had one of his best seasons. After all of you scream, all of you, now stand up and take accountability for this. Because when Kellen Moore left, the whole Metroplex was in tears. True. All of you were, including you two, right? Yep. You guys, I had to talk you off the ledge on that one, <laughs> right? Like you were all in tears. You were losing the guru of gurus. You were losing joystick, and you were going to completely <laughs> the meltdown that this was the worst play caller in the history of football, and yet he came out and had a, the best offense you've had in three years. Yes. So, like, Jerry's got that. So, now, I'm, I thought they did a horrible job preparing the team for the Packer game. Granted. They weren't ready. I think they didn't understand how good the Packers were. I think they got taken off guard. I think the defense was as much to blame. But I think, to me, there's some things that are really good at what they've done. And so when you're 83 years old, you'd rather repair than replace. And so Jerry's challenge, along with Stephen and Will McClay, is we've got to figure out where we are. One big misconception is they're not – they didn't underachieve. This is not a talented team. I mean, they've got some really talented players. But when they go on the road, their offensive line gets exposed, right? The right tackle has a tough time blocking. Smith, the left tackle, is hurt all the time, not always playing well, right? They really missed another back to go along. Pollard was not the same player this year off the injury that he was last year. Fact. Lamb's tremendous, okay? So there's some problems there. Defensively, they didn't have any linebackers, right? They lose their best cover guy. Gilmore's not the same player. Bland can intercept passes. He's just not a very good man-to-man player. And so, like, tell me why they're so talented. I mean, so I think, to me, the fans have this expectation when the reality is something different. And I think Jerry did the right thing. Now, you know, he's going to have to repair some things. There's no question. And But to change, going back to 83 and changing, it's hard. And so he brings in a coach like Bill – who I love tremendously, who is the best coach I've ever been around. But Bill's going to want to do things a lot differently than they do now in Dallas. And maybe that's not the right thing for them to currently. That's a great answer. You know, you mentioned the talent, and that's something that we kind of touched on earlier today. Why, Why then is the common perception that the talent on this team is very, very good? Where is the... Sort of with, well, with with twelve win can I record. Answer that with, yes. with well, I mean they won games. There's no question, you, you know. But look, did you see what JJ Watts said on McAfee show the other day, where he said that you know he's been in meetings where you know they put the Pro Football Focus grade up there mm-hmm. and the coaches laugh at it. Yeah, I think there's a misconception that we there's a jet. First of all, we're not educating the fans on the game itself. 
you know, everybody's great. We're all going to Dairy Queen after the game. Everybody's wonderful. There's nobody bad. Everything's just tremendous. Like, at some point, don't we get some kind of critique, some analyst? I mean, Jonathan Hankins was, you know, was the Raiders didn't want him. Now, okay, he helps them. You know, Maisie Smith hasn't come through, really. I mean, maybe he will next year. But they're break, when you break down their team man for man, if they were so dominant, why did they give up 35 points to Seattle, right? You know, so, like, to me, like, you have to be the hardest thing to do in sports. And, and this goes back to the great Al Davis. When I used to get on the team airplane, after a win or a loss, I had to walk over to him, and he would be sitting there. And, and I, he'd say, do you know why we won today? Or do you know why the F we lost today? And if I gave him a bad answer, I would get, I would get destroyed. And if you can't figure out why you win and why you lose, then you're in trouble. And most fans think, well, we lost because McCarthy's a bad coach. I, I don't think that. I, I think McCarthy could use some help in some areas. There's no question. We all could. We're, nobody's perfect. But that's not the reason they lost. I think there's other layers to this. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh, I touched on a lot of those roster things to start the show. Here, here are my problems with, with Mike's teams. Um, they're always penalized. I mean, they, they, they play a lot of stupid football. You want to put that on the players? That's fine. Uh, you know, th- th- there's always some details, clock management stuff. As you've detailed, that is a league-wide problem. Um, they're definitely not tough enough when they match up against these power teams, and they and they and they didn't beat the good teams this year. They were 0 for four, 0 for five against the better teams on their schedule. Those are my, those are my problems with Mike's teams. All, all fair criticisms, but let's let's really let's understand how that is, okay? So let's take the Philadelphia Eagles, who looked like they hadn't practiced had the second half of the season, who looked out of shape. You see, what's going on in the league right now is the head coach doesn't necessarily have complete control over how he play, practices his team. The head coach doesn't have complete control over driving it and attention to detail, right? We have become a league of, well, everybody, you know, we don't want to hold everybody accountable. We don't want to make everybody upset. And if you do, then the players complain. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what then. So this is where we are. I was talking to a former head coach the other day and we were both, you know, like, let me say this very clearly. To win a championship today is the same formula to win a championship 40 years ago. It takes accountability. It takes attention to detail. It takes discipline. It takes buy in from the players. But when you have a lot of people meddling and you have an analytics people coming in and say, well, we need to rest the players today. We need to take the day off. You know, we can't do this, and you have a strength and condition. We don't want to work them too hard. We don't want to do this. All of a sudden, rules become lax. Mm. Things become a little bit lesser. And I don't disagree with your criticism that the attention to detail is missing. And, but sometimes I think it could be the structure of the organization as much as it is the head coach. Now, if Bill walked in there, uh, you know, Bill's not going to let the personnel – he's not going to let the analytical guy say, well, we need to rest the players – Philadelphia, their strength, they have different colors of when they're going to practice. They don't practice. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's the problem. They don't practice. They can't tackle. They're out of shape. They, they make mistakes because they're trying to rest their players to get ready for the game mm-hmm. when we know practice execution becomes game reality. Michael Lombardi, uh, host of the GM Shuffle podcast, joining us here at 105.3 The Fan. Uh, the, the three straight 12-win seasons w- with the same quarterback, I mean, bad quarterbacks don't win 12 games three years in a row. Uh, wh- where are you on Dak? Is, is, do you consider him someone that is a championship-caliber co- player? Would you sign him to an extension or let him play out the final year? I, I, look, I think Dak's a good player. I, you know, I think the system has allowed Dak to make a lot of money, and that's not Dak's fault, right? You know, because the the, the, the fundamental question is, if we don't have him, what are we going to do, yeah. right? You know, where are we if we don't have him? And if you don't draft one every year and prepare yourself to say no to a contract, he's got you trapped. It's checkmate. But here's what I've always said about Dak. I've always said this about Dak. If you're going to go and let him throw it 40 times, you're, you're probably not going to be the best team you can be. See, I think the biggest mistake the Cowboys made, and, and Zeke wasn't a great player, but they didn't have a power back this year. Like, they needed another guy to go with Pollard. And then with Pollard not being the same guy, that really affected them. And so they were eighth in, you know, passing attempts this year. Eighth. Now, they had a lead in a lot of games. And if you're eighth in passing attempts, you're throwing it way too much. Mm. Because usually the formula for great football is you're throwing early to get the lead and you run it to keep the lead. So there's that you start out in the first quarter with a lot of throws. Second quarter, it goes a little lower. Third quarter, it's lower. And fourth quarter, it's less. But they can't really run the ball or get control of the line of scrimmage, partly because their offensive line isn't nearly as good as it once was, okay? And they didn't have a back that really they could rely on. And so there was a little bit of an imbalance, so they worked around it. They worked. They threw bubbles. They threw the ball. But it's dangerous when you get into that situation and you're trying to offset a problem. It's a little bit like Curly in the boat. Remember in the Three Stooges? <laughs> Curly's sitting in the boat. There's a, you know, uh, he, he, they, they make a hole in the boat, so Curly drills another hole in the boat to let the water from the one hole out, out. Like, you know, you're just creating more problems when you do this. And so that's where it gets to. And I, and I think that's ultimately one of the things. And that's – so as you sit there as an executive, you're Will McClay. you got to decide, is it production? Is it a production problem, meaning do we not have the right players? Or is it a design problem, meaning they can't – we're not putting the players in the right spot? I think a lot of the issues with Dallas this year was labeled on, on production. There wasn't any good linebackers. You know, the, the, the lack of depth within the team becomes a problem. So, I mean, you can't blame everything on McCarthy. Like, that's the thing. You just can't. Mike, uh, how big of a loss do you think Dan Quinn would be? And as a general manager, how scary is it to bring in his replacement with Mike's quote-unquote lame duck status? Uh, I don't think – look, first of all, 
you got to understand when you go to the Cowboys, if you're a good coach, Jerry's not going to let you go. Mm. Okay. So you're working for the Cowboys. You're not tied to a, to a coach. Yeah. So if Quinn leaves and takes the Seattle job, okay. And they bring Mike Zimmer back. Let's say they do that. Or they hire Don Martindale, right? Jerry and Steven and Will, they're smart enough to know if we got a good coach, why would we let him go? Yeah. Why would we let him go? So there's really that, that lame duck stuff is ridiculous because it, it, it doesn't mean anything. When you have an a owner who's in control of the organization, like Jerry and Steven are, then you know that you work for them and that your job is to do a great job. See, this is the NFL today. This is what's really been missing in the NFL is there's only two people in the organization. There's only two people that are paid to win, the head coach and the general manager. Everybody else can be bad, can be good at their jobs and get head coaching jobs. I mean, look at Quinn. Quinn's got four interviews. His defense was atrocious on Sunday. Yeah. Now, I think Dan's a hell of a guy, and I think he's a great coach. And one game doesn't make a career. But the reality of it is, is everybody's looking at that. Nobody paid attention to that game. They're hired him. I mean, the, the offensive coordinator, the Eagles, he has two interviews for head coaching jobs. Did anybody watch that offense? Of course, you, you know, and he's got two interviews for head coaching jobs. So my point is simply this, is if you don't understand that as a head coach and as a general manager, then you're going to get behind and you've got to be demanding of the staff because they're all going to be able to get jobs somewhere else. Michael Lombardi former NFL GM on the DNM leasing hotline. So you are Will McClay, you're Steven, you're Jerry, you're McCarthy, and you do the season after meeting. You're heading into the offseason and the draft. What are you writing down on the whiteboard for team needs and areas of improvement? Well, I think we got to get better on defense. I think there's no question. we got to get linebackers. we got to be able to run. And if we lose Quinn, we got to be able to bring somebody in who can highlight the skill set of Parsons in unique different ways on the first level and on the second level. I think Parsons, when he is playing all over the field as an inside linebacker to a down rusher, he's more deadly. He's really an incredible fifth rusher. And what a fifth rusher means, if you rush four and then he fits on the rush where he's unaccounted for from one side to the other, then he becomes a problem. When you line him up at right ends, let's say, they can ship him, they know where he is, they can put a double team on him, he becomes lesser of effective. Where when you move him around and he has, you have no idea where he's coming from, he does that. So I, I would be really concerned about who was going to come in if somebody had to replace him. we got to get much better in the front. we got to really get better in the offensive line. And we got to find a running back. And I don't certainly want to pay for one, but we got to find a running back that can do it. And we're going to have to give up some, we're going to have to give up some players here. We got to sign lamb, right? we got to get him signed to a contract. We got to sign Parsons. So we know we're going to have to rely on a lot of young players. And that's the one thing about McCarthy that you have to understand when he was in green Bay, you know, he didn't care about the draft. He just coached the team. Ted Thompson ran the draft and Mike always was stuck with Ted Thompson. Never made a trade. He never signed free agents. Okay. Never, I didn't think Woodson might have been his only free agent he signed. And so they relied on the college draft and college free agency. And that's what you're going to have. And so Mike's going to have to have to handle that. You've got to play some young players, but they got to get better in both lines. Your thoughts on, it sounds like, uh, if I remember correctly, listen to the pod, you always laughed off the notion that Sirianni could or should go. Your thoughts on Sirianni's status in the Philly collapse? 
Well, I mean, Philly collapses to me a lot due to organizational collapse. Like, I, I don't know if it's Sirianni as much as anything, but I think, again, I'll give you an Al Davis quote. He used to say, the secret to greatness in all organizations are the ability to anticipate problems, not react to it. In 2014, Belichick and I sat in a room in San Diego. We're getting ready to play the Chargers. We just lost to the Packers in Green Bay. We flew to San Diego that night after the game. That week, we spent all that week going over what we had to do, how we had to fix our team to be able to make a playoff run, a Super Bowl run. And then we also prepared for what was going to be the 2015 team. And so I think oftentimes teams don't do that. You don't fix the problems internally as the season goes along. You wait too late. Now, sometimes there's no solutions, and it's hard to do it. But to me, I think what Seriani did was never recognize the problem. You know, they, they were winning games. There's three kind of games that you win, all right? The first one, kind of game you win is called dominating win. You dominate the game. The second kind is dictating wins, and that's where you dictated the game at the end. You kind of found a way to dictate the game. And the third win is a dangerous win where you just – things just went right for you. The Eagles didn't have any dominating wins since the Tampa game in week three. And so he never really recognized his problems and he had an older team that wasn't able to practice. They didn't practice. There was no attention to detail. And their offense was atrocious. They couldn't block a blitz to save their life. And so my question is, if I'm Jeff Warriors, is Nick, if you're an offensive guru, if we hired you for your offensive acumen, why couldn't you fix this problem? And now how are you going to fix it next year? And I think that, that answer is going to determine whether he comes back or not. Now that I have to watch all these other coaches who I think, you know, could establish a more hard-ass culture, go interview elsewhere. Just give yeah. me give me your thoughts on other potential matches and fits. Why would Belichick maybe work in Atlanta, Vrabel, Harbaugh, guys that were on Cowboy fans' wish lists? Well, I think, look, you know, the one thing about Belichick you have to understand is Bill is, great, is a great coach, but Bill needs to have the ability to establish his culture. Bill's not power hungry. He's culture hungry. And so Bill needs the, Bill needs the foundation to establish it. He doesn't need interfere. He doesn't need nobody. He doesn't need anybody interfering with him. And if he takes the job in Atlanta, he's going to have to have the runway to do what he wants to do to hold players accountable, to not have players that are going to go to the owner and complain about it's too hard to practice. He's working us too hard, all that stuff. Cause that's when you, that's when you upset the culture. So I think all, all these guys are specific to culture. Same thing with Vrabel. Same thing with Harbaugh. I mean, Harbaugh is the CEO of Michigan football. Nobody tells him what to do with his team at Michigan. So if he goes into the league, you think he's going to take a job where somebody's going to talk about, you need to do this, you need to do that? Bill Walsh used to say this all the time. He used to say, you know, when the coaches, he told me this at a very young age, he hated scouts. Hated scouts. <laughs> and I was a scout, but I drove him around. So he always kind of – he didn't want me to be a scout. He wanted me to be a football man. And so he would tell me all the time, he said, you know, the thing that drives me crazy about this league is a bunch of these bad coaches become scouts, and they start telling good coaches what to do. And they're sitting with the owner. They're going out to dinner with the owner. It's always the players, it's always the players aren't getting coached well enough. And so I think you have to have an organization that doesn't have that di- dynamic to it. And I think all these three guys, that they can't have that. You know, they can't have that. Vrabel's a good coach. You know, he's going to come in and do the right thing. He's going to make the team better. He's going to hold them accountable if the system within he's coming into will allow that. 
All right, you know I love having you on. I appreciate the time, but the real reason that Choppy was excited for it, take over, Ralph. Go ahead. I, uh, I, I've recently found that you are a, uh, just like me, you're, 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 you're a JFK assassination, like, not a fan of the assassination, but like. JFK the nerd. The nerd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you taken yeah. in the Rob Reiner podcast? What'd you think of it? I thought it was good. I thought he tried to cover a little bit too much in just seven episodes, but I give him tremendous credit for trying to buck the mainstream media to try to do away with the mythology that Oswald was on the sixth floor, which is a complete fabrication. It's not even close. Anybody who believes the Warren report, you know, there's a there's a hotline you should call to have your intelligence checked out because it's completely <laughs> wrong. And there's documentation that supports it. Like there's just if you pay attention to it. And what Reiner was able to do was he was able to bring that documentation out to the public where these idiots like Gerald Posner, who wrote Case Closed, who thinks his book is still the best book when he won't even go back and look into the archives. I mean, that, that's the bigger issue. And so Reiner really brought it to the mainstream media. And we're actually getting some people to read into it and look at the Warren report and respect what Jim Garrison did and understand it. Like, it's really kind of unfair. But since the media didn't cover it, not many people, people just think anybody who wants to do the investigation think it's you're just a bunch of a, a bunch of uh uh, nuts that sit in your basement and eat meatloaf and just kind of do nothing, right? You know, and that and that's not the case, right? Like if you just really read and read the report and and read what they want you to believe, they really are insulting your intelligence. And you could take any element of the case, like for example, you know, the single bullet, right? That's the most ridiculous thing you ever heard, right? But they they got us to believe it, like. The day, the day Kennedy's killed, Oswald's in his rooming house, and a, and a Dallas police car pulls up in front of his house. Now, why would that happen? And, and that, that's not from my – I heard that. That's documented. That's in the report. Mm-hmm. Like, why would a car show up to his rooming house? And it goes on and on and on and on like that. But most people don't read it. Most people don't study it. So we just accept it and move on. Meanwhile – we had the Vietnam War where every name on that wall in Washington is a byproduct of what happened in Dallas on that day. It's wild. It really is that, that we were able to that, – that everybody just kind of takes that and just believes it. Is there a TV documentary that you recommend? I, I haven't been able to find one that I really love. Well, I think the one that they just came out with, with what the doctors saw, was really good. They filmed it in 13, uh, and uh, they uh, – and they preserved it, and they couldn't sell it, right? They couldn't sell this documentary because, again, the mainstream media didn't want to talk about this, right? It's kind of like been covered up. But they go through the whole autopsy, which is a fascinating event. I mean, you know, uh, I think you can go to YouTube. There's this – I don't know where this guy comes from on YouTube. Like, you just wonder, like, where – I mean, I I could have been – I might have gotten into Harvard if I had YouTube. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, I could have been a genius. I could have been really – I could have been somebody. You know, I could have been somebody if I could have gone to – if I had YouTube when I was growing up. But there's this guy called Helmer Rinberg who's in Germany. I don't know who the hell the guy is, but he has videos on YouTube going back, and he's got videos of the – you know, of the crime scene of Officer Tippett, you know, over there in, in Oak Cliff. And, and he's got, you know, and he's actually got a police officer picking up Oswald's wallet. And you could see it. Like, he's got a tremendous amount of videos 
all on his site with with documentation with with there. It's not he's making it up. It's like the videos he has. So, you know, you could just get to YouTube and you go down a rabbit hole for hours and hours and hours. So damn good, Mike. Uh, we appreciate the balance on the other side. You'll be proven wrong when we have you on again this time next year when they're balanced. <laughs> but we love it anyway. It's not about being proven wrong because here, see, this is where you're wrong because there's no guarantee that your suggestion would work. It's the probability, right? Yes. And what Jerry's saying is if I bring somebody else in here, what's the probability of success? If I keep Mike, what's the probability of success? If those two numbers are close, why would you make a change? Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Bye-bye. Michael Lombardi, former NFL general manager uh, and, of course, the author of multiple books and the Odyssey podcast, The GM Shuffle, on Sean and RJ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 